What song is it you want to hear? Welcome to the Secret Chord Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Jacobs. The Secret Chord explores spirituality through the lens of great music. And we're sponsored by SuperJeweler.com, my favorite online fine jewelry destination. And without further ado, please enjoy this podcast. Greetings, music fans from Corona-occupied New Jersey. This is The Secret Chord, episode 32. And uh, we've been on a bit of a hiatus, which I apologize for, but we uh, couldn't figure out how to set up the system from my home, which now we have done, thankfully. So I am back and excited to talk about more music and more spiritual ideas. Today, we're going to explore the music of one of my favorite bands called the Moody Blues and the song called Question. The Moody Blues were an English rock band formed in Birmingham, England back in 1964. And like many British rock groups, they started off as a blues band. Ultimately, they were called the Moody Blues because their keyboardist Mike Pinder was interested in how music changes people's moods, which is a fascinating topic all by itself, and due to the fact that the band was playing blues at the time. The Moody Blues' most successful singles include Go Now, the classic Nights in White Satin, Tuesday Afternoon, Question, which we'll be discussing shortly, and a later hit for them called Your Wildest Dreams, which was popular when I was back in high school. The band has sold 70 million albums worldwide, 18 of which went platinum or gold, and they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame back in 2018. So in November of 67, they released an album called Days of Future Past, which peaked at number 27 on the British charts, and five years later, it was number three on the Billboard US charts. And the record was a song cycle or a concept album that takes place over the course of a single day. It drew inspiration in production and arrangement from the pioneering use of classical instrumentation like the Beatles had, to whom, by the way, Mike Pinder had introduced the famous Mellotron keyboard that year. Check out this sound from the opening of the Beatles' Strawberry Fields. pipe sound? That's the Mellotron, an electromechanical musical instrument also developed in Birmingham in 1963. It evolved from a similar instrument which was called a chamberlain, but it could be mass-produced more effectively. The instrument is played by pressing keys, which pushes a length of magnetic tape against what's called a capstan, which pulls it across a playback head. Then, as the key is released, the tape is retracted by a spring to its initial position. Different portions of the tape can be played to access different sounds, and it's a remarkable sound, and it's a wonderful sound, and it is an integral part of music from the late 60s. So let's listen to a sample of their classic sound from their 1968 album called In Search of the Lost Chord. 
I couldn't resist playing something from an album with a name like that. Secret Chord, Lost Chord, you get it. This is Thinking is the Best Way to Travel by the great Moody Blues. Can you hear echoes of the Beatles and other British invasion bands like the Yardbirds in their sound? For sure you can, and it's great sound. Although the Moody's had now defined a somewhat psychedelic style and helped to define progressive rock, which was then known as art rock, the group decided to record an album that could be played in concert, losing some of their full-blown sound for this album called The Question of Balance in 1970. The album reached number three on the American charts and number one in the British charts. And it was indicative of the band's growing success in the States. Guitarist Justin Hayward's Question was issued as a single, reaching number two in the UK. Justin began an artful exploration of guitar tone through the use of numerous effects, pedals, and fuzz boxes, and developed for himself a really melodic, buzzing guitar solo sound. The Moody Blues had by now become a bill-topping act, and they appeared twice at the famous Isle of Wight Festival. Let's give a listen to this great song. This is Question by the great Moody Blues. All they meant for you 
And now a quick word in support of our great friends at superjeweler.com. My mission week by week is to tell you about the truly great jewelry products that they make and to somehow tie it into the theme of each episode. And this week is no exception. Since we're discussing the Moody Blues, I went to superjeweler.com and I looked up mood rings. And then I discovered they didn't have any. Oh well, that's like a 70s thing anyway. What I did find were amazing examples of blue-colored stones like topaz, sapphire, and aquamarine. 
And did you know that there's a gorgeous blue gem called Tanzanite that only comes from Tanzania? I didn't. Well, with Mother's Day coming up, it's a perfect time to head over to superjeweler.com and see them for yourself. And if you use my special promo code ADAM20, you'll get 20% off anything and everything on the site. That's superjeweler.com. Millions of happy customers since 1999. Let's talk about the music. Their album was called A Question of Balance, and I love the balance that they achieve in their music. It's a great blend of psychedelia with traditional rock, and the blend of their voices and harmonies is just superb. The Moody's had a rich and symphonic sound, and they influenced groups such as Yes, Genesis, ELO, and Deep Purple. They also helped make synthesizers and philosophical lyrics part of the rock mainstream. As we've mentioned, the Mellotron can have a hauntingly celestial sound when played well and really helped to define their sound. Writing for The Guardian in 2015, Rob Chapman described the band as Psychedelia's forgotten heroes. He stated, despite their success, rock critics rarely took the Moody Blues seriously, a pattern that continued for the next 45 years. He also wrote, despite the critical disapproval, the best of the Moody Blues music between 1967 and 1970 possessed grace and beauty. Like the Beatles, they understood how pop songs worked as ensemble pieces. None of them were particularly virtuosic or showy musicians, and their music is refreshingly free of the noodling that characterized the output of their more self-indulgent contemporaries. Now let's talk about the lyrics. The song asks, Why do we never get an answer? when we're knocking at the door with a thousand million questions about hate and death and war. Because when we stop and look around us, there is nothing that we need in a world of persecution that is burning in its greed. So all that got me thinking, you know, with the title of the song, Question, what exactly is a question? Ultimately, it's a kind of tool that is required to learn and discover. And I looked up online and on a site called philosophersmag.com, they entertain this question of what is a question. And they say the following, what does a question do? What do we do with questions? Of course, there are many ways to answer questions. We use questions for many different reasons, to find things out, to communicate, to show that we care, to express ourselves, to expose others, to debate, to inspire, to engage in small talk, sometimes just to be heard. Questions help us to achieve all these ends and many others besides. In this sense, a question is like a tool that can be used for multiple purposes. And like a tool, it has a defining function. So, sharp and effective questioning is critical for receiving good information. In other words, the answer is often only as good as the question. A couple of weeks ago, Jews worldwide posed what's known as the four questions during their festive Passover meal. Why is this done? It's basically done in order to begin to uncover the true meaning of the ritual and the essence of the holiday. So too, the Talmud is purposefully written in a dialectical form, a conversation based in inquiry, asking and answering. And as such, questioning is a spiritual endeavor. If one wants to discover the spiritual truth, though the questions need not necessarily be asked out loud, they need be asked, and asked properly. Perhaps this is why Justin Hayward sings, Why do we never get an answer? I don't blame him for it, but maybe he was just posing the wrong question. The middle section of the song seems to be about a woman who represents, I think, clarity. Someone who can provide answers. And in some sense, we all want that. Someone who can really explain things to us. Someone really knowing. We all hate living with doubt, which is one of the fundamental anxieties of living in general. But like the Talmud says, there is no joy like the resolution of doubts. They sing, 
I'm looking for someone to change my life. I'm looking for a miracle in my life. And then they go on to say, but in the gray of morning, my mind becomes confused between the dead and the sleeping and the road that I must choose. And then finally, it's not the way that you say it when you do those things to me. It's more the way you really mean it when you tell me what will be. What is the right thing to do? We have experts and consultants and coaches, but they don't know our souls. We want them to, but they don't. And so we remain doubtful and unsatisfied. Although teachers, advisors, and guides are essential, we need to learn how to speak to ourselves and become self-reliant based on the limited information we're able to gather. This is a process known as doing an accounting with one's soul. We all need to quiet down to listen more and better and to query better. This essential skill takes time to develop, but it can be done. And as I said, asking the right question to get the right answer is critical for spiritual growth. It takes a while, but again, it can be achieved. As Justin Hayward sang, to learn as we grow old the secrets of our soul. This was a brief exploration of the great song, Question by the Great Moody Blues. It's so great to be back with you. Oh, God willing, this will work, and we will be able to continue broadcasting in this manner, and we will continue to bring you more music, more great ideas. Have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening. Please consider leaving a comment or a review to help us spread the word, and please subscribe to the podcast on any of the major podcasting platforms. To support us, please visit our Patreon accounts, and if you'd like to communicate with me directly, please feel free to email me at ajacobs at The Secret Chord is produced and engineered by Naor Cohen. <laughs>